Hey guys, we're Soulful Synergy. My name is Shaughnessy. My name is Shanice. And today we are introducing writer and poet Nardos Kidane. Hey, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So introduce yourself a little bit. Um, my name is Nardos Kidane. As she said, I am a writer and a poet and soon to be author. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. Soon to be author. Tell us about that. Um, well, I okay. Well, I started writing about five years ago. Started taking it really seriously maybe three years ago, and um, I've just been trying to compile all my old work and writing a whole bunch of new work to put it into book that hopefully I'll be releasing by my birthday in July. July baby. Yeah. yeah. I'm July too. <laughs> cancer. Cancer. Yeah. Cancer. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm excited for you, though. Thank it's a big you. deal. What do you think makes you different from other poets? I think my ability to uh, create some type of experience with my work. So, um, and this is not only for me, but people have told me that, like, when they read my work, they're able to paint, like, pictures with my words. Mm -hmm. um, and also the sense of uh, vulnerability and, like, honesty in my work in the sense that I'm not, like, I'm not scared of, like, my truth and that I put it all into my work. All right, so where does your inspiration come from? Inspiration? Um, it mostly comes from lived experiences. Mm -hmm. um, lived experiences and just being a student of life. Um, a lot of my work is uh, basically things that I've gone through and that I've grown from. Is there any, like, significant moment in your growth that, like, really is that one thing that pushes you forward, inspires you? Like, one obstacle you've overcome, in a sense? Um, probably, honesty hour, probably um, <laughs> after my, my first uh, relationship. That's, like, the first um, point, actually, the first point in my adult life that I could actually say that I was completely like broken into a million pieces mm -hmm. and that's when like the real growth began and I became the person that I am now oh. yeah how old are you I am 25 nice. and that was your first relationship yeah at uh, what age was this um that was when I was 19 mm -hmm. yeah yeah I hear that. That was one of my first heartbreak. It was around that time, too. I think, like, 18. 18. Yeah. That's, like, a, a staple age, yeah. for sure. How do you heal after a breakup? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do I heal after a breakup? Um, I take it as um, a moment of, not even a moment, just a period of, like, self-reflection. And, um... I try to not so much bask in like the negative that happened, but I try to sit there and allow myself to feel everything and to not ignore anything because oftentimes that stuff will resurface eventually mm -hmm. somewhere in your life. And um, I try to understand everything that I'm feeling and also remind myself that it's okay and that um, it's fine that this didn't happen because it, it wasn't for me clearly. Mm -hmm. And um, just reminding myself of who I am, sorry, being uh, grounded and just remembering who I was before and getting back to that and just incorporating like daily 
self-care practices. Mm -hmm. What are some of your daily self-care practices? I'm the queen Um, of this. I love this stuff. um, (laughs) Definitely writing, um, meditating, reading, uh, listening to music, and sitting in silence is probably one of the big ones that's so key like when you when you do that do you like no distractions no phone nothing like nothing like phone will be like downstairs i'll be upstairs um yeah just sitting in silence and just like just focusing on like breathing focusing on myself and my thoughts and yeah because it helps like yeah once there's too much like noise Mm -hmm. it's like you get so like overwhelmed with like Especially as a creative, too, like as an yeah. artist, mm-hmm. as a poet, writer, like there's so much going on in that brain. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of clear it out to get it on paper, or on a canvas. No, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. Name a time that you fell down and got right back. Um, that relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely that relationship. Um, honesty Hour, again, that was like probably one of the most traumatic things I've ever experienced. Um, it was an abusive relationship in every single aspect. It really taught me about myself and what I wanted in a relationship moving forward. Yeah, it just it really taught me a lot about myself and what I tolerated, what I shouldn't tolerate moving forward. But that was probably like one of the biggest things that I got back up from. Yes. What signs do you think that like you missed? That I missed? Yeah. Um, I didn't listen to myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to myself and I convinced myself that this person that uh, I thought that I loved and I thought that it was being reciprocated, um, that it was like okay. And then I think a lot of people also enter relationships with templates and they enter relationships thinking that, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, no, you know, it's okay, this person loves you. Yeah, like. And that's not that's not what it is mm-hmm. at all. And I think one thing that I really should have done was uh, really listen to myself. And I ignored people around me as well because I thought like, no, this is how it's supposed to be. Things are supposed to be hard, and we're supposed to get through it. Mm-hmm. But love is not always supposed to be hard. It's supposed to feel good more times than yeah. bad. For yeah. sure, it's supposed to be easy. Yeah. For the most I part, think. I feel like the day to day, like yeah. you guys should not be arguing every day. Exactly. And- over petty things exactly and the arguments are fine like sometimes you know if if they're helping you grow in the Mm -hmm. end but once they become toxic in itself that's when you need to kind of take a step back and ask yourself if that's the space that you want to be in Mm -hmm. agreed agreed are you single now yeah (laughs) single ready to mingle or single focusing single and focusing on me okay (laughs) just have to clear it up um, what are three things that you would tell your younger self? Only three. Um, I know, right? I, I, would, I have a book for my younger like, self. We're 25. We're still in our 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, but still, my younger <laughs> self was me yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> me last week. But we're still young. I feel like mm-hmm. the growth is beginning like in the past like three years for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. I could tell my younger self three things. Um, this may sound so cliche, but... To, to love myself and that to always remind myself that I'm enough. Mm-hmm. I'm enough for myself and granted I bring other people into my space that I'm also enough for them mm-hmm. and that I don't need to accommodate pieces of myself to accommodate what other people lack in. Yeah. Um, what else would I tell my younger self? Uh, that I'm capable of anything, anything and everything that I want to do, whether it's work-wise, whether it's healing, whether it's getting a new job, 
um, that I'm capable of doing whatever it is that my heart desires or that my mind desires. And one more thing. Mm -hmm. um, that life may not always be easy. Mm -hmm. That life may not always be easy, but it's okay. It's okay and that you'll always get through things and that um, it may be hard right now, but it's like the calm before the storm. Yeah. yeah, just keep going. Yeah, it's all we can do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I hear you. <laughs> Gotta sip my wine for that. <laughs> what are your top three favorite books? Oh gosh. Um, okay, there's a book called what is love? I believe it's called What is Love by Bell Hooks. I want to write this down. <laughs> I need some of the books. I'll, um, I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, okay. So What is Love by Bell Hooks. Um, the complete poetry book of um, Maya Angelou, mm -hmm. um, which I haven't always been into, but I recently got into it. And um, there's this book called uh, Because of a Woman by, I don't even want to butcher his last name, but... <laughs> Um, his first name is Melanda Jean-Claude. I don't, I butchered his last name, but, um, <laughs> something along yeah, like Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude, something yeah, like that. Yeah, but those are top three for me, um, even in growing. Um, I haven't been able to get through the Maya Angelou book, but the other two are very good. Mm. All right, so... What was an early experience where you realized language has power? I like this question. I know. These are deep. Yeah. Um, language has power. Um, probably when I was, okay, in my childhood, when I was much younger, um, deaf, so when I was six years old, uh, my father had passed away. And, um, yeah, and I remember, um, like, in my childhood, just, like, holding everything in. Because I didn't, I didn't know what to do with my feelings at that point. I knew that I could be sad, but that was pretty much it. And I just remember at a point in time just being, um, just like expressing everything to my mom. And like, she did, like, she, she was shocked. She's like, you know, I knew you guys were sad, but like, I never knew like it was like this. And then in my adult life, it would be um, that, that relationship going back to it. Mm -hmm. um, just really being vocal in everything that was going on and making sure that I was being heard. And eventually that only happened towards the ending of the relationship, but it did happen. How about you guys? <laughs> For me, I used to write a lot too when I was mm -hmm. younger because I went through my own trauma, like mm -hmm. with just like family, friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And my way through it, because I didn't talk to anyone about it, I mm -hmm. would write it out. Mm -hmm. and I'd heal through like writing it out mm -hmm. I would never show anyone mm -hmm. <laughs> those things but it was for me so I would say that's when I learned I think for me it was maybe like about 10 years ago mm -hmm. and it was just it was that time remember that time I told you about on New Year's where that girl came up to me and she grabbed my hand and she's like oh like you're gonna be painting mm -hmm. remember she's like yeah yeah this is what you're gonna do kind of thing and mm -hmm. she was like a random stranger mm -hmm. and like, I started, you know, picking up a paintbrush, mm -hmm. painting, doing simple little things, and yeah, it kind of showed me a different form of love mm -hmm. in my language. Mm -hmm. I like that. Well, art is subjective, so you know. Yeah. 
That's good. It's crazy that she could see that before you could right? see it. Right? Like, I need to meet her. She used to tell me, you're well, going to be a millionaire. I was scared. I was like <laughs> this. I was scared. That's crazy. It was interesting. It was yeah. a vibe. Um, so, if you could give one word of advice to a upcoming writer or poet, what would it be? Uh, to be honest. To mm-hmm. be honest. Um, I think it's so important to live in your truth and it's not as easy for everyone else but to be honest in your work because people can tell when when you're not like authentic Mm -hmm. and and I definitely can see it in some people's work but um that's not for me to judge anyways Mm -hmm. um yeah just to be honest is very important um it it allows your work to be more more beautiful in itself um because it's just very raw it's it's you being yourself you know there's there's nothing beautiful about being somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to be honest would probably be the most important thing. I like that. Now it's time for the good stuff. I'm gonna make you read. Yeah, <laughs> I have to find something. Read like something that I wrote. So read one of your favorite pieces and why is your favorite piece? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so this is um, a home called Honey on Me. What keeps you awake at night? Is it you remembering the way my skin feels, silk pressed against skin, or does my sweet scent linger on everything around you? Hands wrapped around me like forever is near, nothing but your kisses grace my skin. Do you feel me even when I'm not there? What keeps you awake at night? Is it the thought of honey trickling down my spine while you're in me, or is it you being able to feel every bit of me? What is it? Do you remember the way the sun used to caress my skin in the morning time? What keeps you awake at night? Is it the thought of my curls dancing on your chest, hands behind my back, back arched, your scene has changed? Is this the view that keeps you awake at night? Or is it the way our eyes grip onto each other like there was no such thing as tomorrow? Do you remember everything that you whispered to me? Lips pressed against my ear, I like what I hear. Are you remembering what keeps you awake at night? Is this what it feels like to be the person you love? Don't forget to kiss every scar that made me the person you love. You remember the first time. Maybe that's what keeps you up at night. Remember the world we went to, just you and I, hands in the air as my back is pressed against a cold wall. You looked at me like I was forever in human form. Every kiss was laced with the taste of something that became irresistible, inhaling each other's presence in this world we created. Your chocolate skin glistens in the darkness. It's pressed against me, speaking to me in something unknown. Hands on me, I was your canvas to explore with. Love, can you tell me, are those the things that keep you awake at night? Okay. okay. <laughs> I love that. Wow. I, I, I kind of got chills. Yeah. I, I, was, I was like <laughs> painting a yeah. picture. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so this piece, when I was writing it, and for anyone that's listening to this and writer, but... Um, when I was writing it, I didn't realize what I was writing about. It was until like I read it over in the end, and I was like, "Damn!" Like, whoa! It was <laughs> yeah. like a like a like, vent. Yeah, and I'm like, "What am I writing about?" And um, and this was probably um, at the time that I wrote it, one of like my most like vulnerable things that I've written. I've never written anything very uh, that had like seduction in it or anything sexual in it mm-hmm. so it was a different part of me that I got to explore so it was very interesting yeah that's yeah. pretty cool because it was like annoyingly you're just yeah. writing yeah that's yeah. the best though do you have any questions for us um 
what is your why? Like, why do you guys do the things that you do? Like, why do you wake up in the morning? Mm. Um, I just had a, um, for, I'm doing this panel tomorrow because I do, um, like, relationship coaching for, like, young women. Well, just women in general, but I focus Mm. more on younger women, teenagers. Mm -hmm. And they ask that, like, what is your why? And it took Mm -hmm. me so long to really answer the question because you just don't think, you just do things and just do them, you know, Mm -hmm. but gotta like settle down think about why Mm. what's your why why do you paint why do you do hair I think for me it's like it's the reward Mm. of like doing something good for Mm. myself Mm -hmm. like if I'm stressed out Mm -hmm. I'll run home Mm -hmm. and like I'll go paint Mm -hmm. and then just doing that and finishing something Mm -hmm. is like satisfying for me Mm -hmm. and it's like enough yeah, it's like a therapy. Yeah, it's really weird. What about hair? Hair, hair is I, something that I just like naturally just always love doing. Mm-hmm. It's not more really a passion for mm-hmm. me. Like it's just something I really like doing. Mm-hmm. Painting is more of a passion. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. For me, um, my why. So the reason why I started my business and coaching is because, like, I struggled with my own toxic relationships, mm-hmm. and I felt like it held me back. I let it hold me back a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, my why is I just want to help other women avoid, like, the long process yeah. I went through and the pain I went through mm-hmm. and kind of just help them reach their goals faster, mm-hmm. move forward faster in life and while they're healing, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because if you don't have that, like, motivation, like, I fell off the wagon so mm-hmm. many times. I had to pick myself back up, you know? So mm-hmm. I just wish for me I had that kind of person in my life mm-hmm. to just be like, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. You're being a waste, you, like, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. You get to do that for other people. So yeah. that's yeah. beautiful in itself, you yeah. know? It's a good feeling. It's so worth it. So, yeah, that's my life. That's the reward. I think for everybody it's mm-hmm. really yeah. the reward mm-hmm. and doing something good. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I had another question. Uh, What is one thing that you've learned about yourself this year to date? Um, Ooh, that's a good one. This year. I know one. I'm stubborn as fuck. (laughs) Don't get me started. I'm stubborn as fuck. I'm a Taurus, so Mm -hmm. it makes sense. But I'm stubborn, and it's one thing that I will want to change drastically. But... Mm -hmm. it works for me in some some yeah. aspects of my life yeah. so you know I want to kind of keep it there yeah. for a little bit but <laughs> just tone it down a little bit yeah you know? please and thank you <laughs> just kidding um for me I noticed like just the other day that I say sorry so much like I apologize mm. for things that I shouldn't yeah. even like I'll, I'll like walk in the door at the same time as someone will be like oh sorry you mm-hmm. know and then someone pointed it out to me they're like why are you why apologizing yeah. like why are you sorry and I'm like I don't know I just grew up that way like mm-hmm. I don't know having West Indian parents like you just have to say sorry and like, <laughs> excuse me like this. I'm just like thinking I'm gonna get slapped if I don't have manners <laughs> you know so but um I gotta learn to say to apologize less especially for things out of my control mm-hmm. yeah what about you yeah. Uh, one thing that I've learned about myself to date, um, it's, it's easy to ask, hard to answer. <laughs> um, probably um, learning how to say no more. Mm-hmm. Um, no to spaces that I don't want to be in. Uh, no to the way I allocate my time. Uh, just no and like a whole bunch of things. Just um, being very 
um, keen with how I spend my time and who I spend it with, um, and being okay with whatever the outcome is on the receiving end of how like the no is being received. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. probably that. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's something I've struggled with too, like saying mm-hmm. no. Like, and I don't know if you guys are like this, but I'm the type to spread myself so thin. Like, I'll yeah. say yes to everyone. Like, yeah. do you want to go out? Do you want to hang out? Do you want to do this? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I end up flopping on everyone, pissing them off even more than if mm-hmm. I just said no. I'm yeah. busy. I like the opposite. Well, I, I do the same thing, mm-hmm. or I used to, and um, it would be me, like, tiring myself out. Like, mm-hmm. I would be drained, mm-hmm. like, by the time I kept saying yes, 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 committing myself to all these things, mm-hmm. but thankful for no yeah that's how I started I started like just draining myself Mm -hmm. and then like I get to the point where it's like I said yes but I'm not going and it's rude that's also rude too Mm -hmm. you know so I like that too but it's an adjustment because at the end of the day it's like if you're not working Mm -hmm. like you can't you can't even really agree to say yes to people Mm -hmm. so like it's like you need to make sure that you're good before Mm -hmm. anything else yeah that's so true Thanks for joining us again. Looking forward to your book. Thank you. I need a book for my birthday. It's July 17th. Perfect, perfect. I got you, I got you. I got both of you. Perfect. Do you do any, like, spoken word or anything like that? Um, Okay, so there's this thing in uh, Scarborough, and it's called Rise. And they have, yeah, um, and they have, uh, so they have open mic slots in the beginning of the show. And then the rest of the show is kind of, like, planned out. So they have their artists that are going to perform. I performed there a few times before. But I'm, I don't plan on performing too much, to be, like, honest. I'm more so wanting to write books. Yeah. Um, but I also realize that performing is another way of putting myself out there, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have to yeah. find a balance between the two. Yeah. yeah. But it's your choice. <coughs> yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you could be, I don't know, I kind of like the mystery, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then it's like you want to be more. That's why I'm kind of, like, building my online presence as well Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to perform Mm -hmm. um, because I'm also shy to a certain extent. I Mm -hmm. I don't like attention, like, a whole bunch of people just staring at me Mm -hmm. at one time. So that's where Instagram comes into play. Yeah, Yeah, it's so awkward, public speaking. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm stressed for tomorrow. I have to, like, speak in front of all these students. And, Mm -hmm. like, kids are the most judgmental, so it should be fun. They're honest. They're honest, which I love it. I love it. (laughs) That's no, I love working with them. Out. Yeah, but I'm stressed. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Soulful Synergy Podcast. Our Twitter is at Soulful underscore Synergy, and you can catch all new episodes, including this one, on our website at www.soulfulsynergypodcast.com. We are Soulful Synergy. Soulful Synergy.